0: a CISO goes to jail. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. If you're a sponsor and you're saying, boy, I want to be a part of that, Go ahead and send a note to partner at thisweekhealth.com. We are opening up our sponsorships again. We only do it once a year, so we only talk about it once a year. And we bring on sponsors in January. All new set of sponsors or same set of sponsors if they renew. So that's uh, what's going on there. You may hear the crickets in the background. I am still without internet. In fact, I got a note today from Comcast, and they said that the internet at my house will likely be out for an additional week so we will see how that plays out it's kind of hard to do my job without the internet regardless uh, my job is not nearly as hard as the former chief security officer of uber who was convicted of federal charges for covering up a data breach involving millions of uber user records all right so federal jury found joseph sullivan guilty of obstruction of the federal trade commission and misprison misprison of a felony. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure what that means. A federal jury convicted uh, convicted Joseph of Uber Technologies of obstruction of proceedings of the Federal Trade Commission and misprison of felony in connection with an attempted cover-up of the 2016 hack of Uber. The announcement was made at, by the U.S. attorney and special agent following a four-week trial before a judge. Technology companies in the Northern District of California collect and store vast amounts of data from users, said U.S. Attorney Hines. We expect those companies to protect that data and alert customers and appropriate authorities when such data is stolen by hackers. Sullivan affirmatively worked to hide the data breach from the Federal Trade Commission and took steps to prevent the hackers from being caught. We will not tolerate concealment of important information from the public by corporate executives more interested in protecting their reputation and that of their employers than in protecting users. Where such conduct violates the federal law, it will be prosecuted. The message in today's guilty verdict is clear. Companies storing their customer data have a responsibility to protect that data and do the right thing when breaches occur, said FBI special agent in charge. Trip, the FBI, and our government partners, Will not allow rogue technology company executives to put American consumers' personal information at risk for their own gain. The circumstances regarding Sullivan's violation of the law involved two separate hacks of Uber databases, one in 2014 and another in 2016. The evidence at trial established that Sullivan was hired as Uber's chief security officer in April 2015. At that time, Uber had recently disclosed to the FTC that it had been the victim of a data breach in 2014, and that the breach related to the unauthorized access of approximately 50,000 consumer personal information, including their names and driver's license numbers. In the wake of that disclosure, the FTC's Division of Privacy and Identity Protection embarked on an investigation of Uber's data security program and practices. In May 2015, the month after Sullivan was hired, the FTC served a detailed civil investigative demand on uber which demanded both extensive information about any other instances of unauthorized access to user pers- personal information and information regarding uber's broader data security programs and practices the evidence uh, at trial demonstrated that sullivan in his new role as cso played a central role in uber's response to the ftc specifically sullivan supervised uber's responses to the FTC questions, participated in a presentation to the FTC in March of 2016 and testified under oath at length to the FTC on November 4th, 2016, regarding Uber's data security practices. Sullivan's testimony included specific representations about steps he claimed Uber had taken to keep customer data secure. Exactly 10 days after his FTC testimony, Sullivan learned that Uber had been hacked again. The hackers reached out to Sullivan directly via email on November 14, 2016. The hackers informed Sullivan and others at Uber that they had stolen a significant amount of Uber user data and they demanded a large ransom payment from Uber in exchange for their deletion of that data. Employees working for Sullivan quickly verified the accuracy of these claims and the massive theft of user data, which included records on approximately 57 million Uber users and six hundred thousand driver's license numbers. The evidence demonstrated that shortly after learning the extent of the twenty sixteen breach, and rather than reporting it to the FTC, any other authorities or Uber's users, Sullivan executed a scheme to prevent any knowledge of the breach from reaching the FTC. For example, Sullivan told the subordinate that they can't let this get out, instructed them that the information needed to be tightly controlled, and that the story outside of the security group was to be that this investigation does not exist. Sullivan then arranged to pay off the hackers in exchange for them signing a non-disclosure agreement in which the hackers promised not to reveal the hack to anyone and also contained the false representation that the hackers did not take or store any data in their hack. Uber paid the hackers $100,000 in Bitcoin in December 2016, despite the fact that the hackers had refused. You get the picture. And I went that far in the story for a particular reason, because, you know, my so what on this is, how does a chief information security officer pay $100,000 in Bitcoin? Did they have that level of authority to make that kind of payment? There's very few people in our health system who had that kind of authority that they could execute a $100,000 wire transfer or especially a bitcoin payment um, without the cfo seeing it so i think the thing that's interesting here to me there's a couple things one is um this is egregious and every now and then i pull up an egregious story this is an egregious story and one that you know this person should be prosecuted and uber should be penalized to the full extent that they are able to be penalized this is uh, just abhorrent behavior and any security professional would tell you it's just horrific behavior. My only question is, are we getting everybody? The chief information security officer clearly played a role. How did $100,000 in Bitcoin go outside of Uber? Seems like something I would investigate and try to understand, um, at least the financial practices of Uber. Do they are, are they normally paying people in Bitcoin? Is that a common practice? Can this person just write a check for $100,000 and Go into expensify and expense that hundred thousand dollar, you know, I- expenditure. I, I, it, it, something's, something's not right. Um, it just seems like there, there's more at play here. But regardless, this will become a story. I believe that people will talk about in terms of how do you properly respond to a hack. No matter what information is lost, the proper way to respond to these things has been spelled out pretty clearly by the federal agencies that we are to disclose the information to them as quickly as we possibly can, that we are to follow protocol in terms of securing the network and the information that we can and then cooperating at every turn with the investigation. And obviously then letting the users know within the statutory timelines that they need to be told so the so what on this is use your head and don't get sideways with the regulation if the regulation is there for a reason and you need to know the regulations you need to follow the regulations i don't want anyone who listens to this show to end up in jail seems like a good thing well hopefully i'll have my internet back by monday makes these shows a lot easier and it will make the recordings i had to cancel this week a little easier Um, we will see what happens that's all for today if you know of someone that might benefit from our channel please forward them a note they can subscribe on our website thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts apple google overcast spotify stitcher you get the picture we want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, site Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com/today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.